Gospel according to John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Do you, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. 
In the Broadway production, The Music Man, Professor Harold Hill promises the town of River City the answer to all their problems. He convinces the folks there to let him begin a marching band, and they give him money to purchase uniforms and instruments, and they are filled with excitement about the future. But then, Neither the instruments nor the uniforms arrive. And someone accuses Professor Hill, saying he is no professor at all. He is a con man, a thief, who travels from town to town, scheming and cheating people before leaving town with their money. And just when it looks like the professor may get tarred and feathered and run out of town, the band of children appear, dressed in secondhand uniforms and playing tarnished instruments badly out of tune. At least that's what most of us see. But then we hear their mothers and fathers shouting, that tuba is my Barney, and that's Eddie's clarinet, and that's my Davy. The cacophony that surrounds them fades, and each one hears clearly the music their child is playing. In the closing scene, 76 trombones, we witness a transformation as the ragtag band of children multiplies and the street is filled with the townspeople. And a marching band dressed in sharp red uniforms with shiny brass buttons and playing gleaming instruments led by none other than Harold Hill. In the scene we hear Luke describe in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit comes upon the apostles the, suddenly the crowd gathered around them hears them speak about God's deeds of power in their own languages. All the other noises of the crowd, the other languages being spoken, and the murmurs of surprise and wonder that surround them fade, and they can hear clearly. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings transformation. We cannot, by our own thinking or choosing, believe in Jesus Christ. Like the crowds in Jerusalem that day, we carry too much judgment, skepticism, and doubt. We are turned inward and too full of ourselves to believe on our own. But the Holy Spirit brings us to faith in Christ. <coughs> In his explanation of the third article, the Apostles' Creed, Martin Luther writes, The Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, the Holy Spirit calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith possible we will never witness the physical presence 
of the Holy Spirit that is described here. The divided tongues as of fire that appeared among the apostles, or even the rush of violent wind that ushered it in. But the Holy Spirit is known by many different names throughout Scripture. In our texts and prayers today alone, we hear the Holy Spirit called Holy Wisdom, Holy Ghost, Spirit of God, and Advocate. And the good news of Pentecost is that we encounter the Holy Spirit in our lives in surprising ways and in unexpected places, and her presence reveals God's own self to us in ways we can understand. On this day of Pentecost, when we celebrate confirmation with Ruth Ann and with Caleb, that is especially the good news. After three years of exploring the story of God and what Martin Luther teaches and questioning how faith and God are connected to our everyday lives, they are affirming for themselves the faith given them in baptism and nurtured in the church. Often we stop there in the story, satisfied with the goodness of seeing the Holy Spirit active in the lives of God's people. But in Acts, Peter prompts us to try to answer the question, what does this mean? Similarly, Martin Luther asked, was is das, or what is this, in his small catechism, where he examined the commandments, the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, and the Sacraments. As people of faith, we are invited to wrestle with what it means to believe and to bear witness to God's activity in our lives and in the world. The Acts account is not the first account of Pentecost. The people following Jesus at the time of this scripture were called followers of the way, but they were Jewish having been raised on reading the Torah and celebrating Jewish holy days. The day of Pentecost was a Jewish festival, celebrated 50 days after Passover, where God's people, Israel, celebrated the harvest and remembered how God had given them the law at Mount Sinai. The day of Pentecost celebrates that the Spirit creates and continues to create, making all things new. And on this Pentecost, the apostles and the people of Jerusalem experienced God in wholly new ways. In addition to those who thought the apostles were drunk, I expect there were some who were afraid. But in the midst of their misgivings, their wondering and their awe, Peter addressed them, finding in the words of the prophet Joel a way to describe something bigger than what their imaginations or experiences could grasp. He found a way to name all the ways that God's promises were being fulfilled in them on that day. They were glimpsing God's own spirit among them. 
As we celebrate confirmation with Ruth Ann and with Caleb, may we be alert for the ways that the Holy Spirit shows up in our lives, surprising us, leading us, and renewing us. May we always return to the word and faith we are given to make sense of what we are seeing and hearing. And may we have confidence in God's goodness in our lives and be relieved of our fears. Thanks be to God.